Hi, I'm Dorothy Burton, your host for Governing God's Way, connecting the timeless principles of Scripture to the timely issues of our day for those who serve, lead, and govern. King Solomon, the wisest leader to have ever lived, left us with this truth. There is nothing new under the sun, and what has been will be. What was true for him and those who served, led, and governed in his day is just as true for those who serve, lead, and govern today. Timeless principles to help in times like these. Our topic today is Admission Takes Away Their Ammunition. One of the best lessons I learned in running for political office was to run toward and not away from accusations. The thing most people don't understand, but Christians well should, is the power of confession. Granted, some things should be kept between us and God, and other things we should take to our grave. But the cover-up, in many cases, is worse than the crime. And our enemy, Satan, is the master deceiver whom Jesus calls the father of lies in John 8, 44. He knows the worst fear of anyone in public service is that someone would find out something about something we've done or are doing that would bring shame and ridicule. May I share something with you that those of us who have been in the arena well know? When you... Sign up for public service. I don't care if it is as a meter reader or mayor, and especially if you sign up with the big boys and girls to run for office, your life becomes an open book with the most poorly lived chapters becoming fodder for your enemies. You will be blogged about, talked about, gossiped about, posted about, talked about, lied about, and your life turned about. But the one mistake so many of us make, and one that I made until I learned better, is this. In an effort to not look bad, or worse, be thought of by people as being bad, we won't admit wrong. The greatest defense we have is not to take offense to something we know we've done wrong, Because once we do, we've taken the bait of the enemy, the bait of Satan, and we become entrapped in trying to cover it up and through deceit and deceiving people, which he knows, especially for Christians, he loves catching us in this. Because he knows, and we all too late learn, this is not going to have a good end. Though what we did may have been bad, the worst thing we can do is try to cover it up. Trust me on this one. What is covered will be uncovered. What the Bible say, what's done in the dark (laughs) will be revealed and come to the light. What's hidden will be made known. That's just the way it is. It is a principle that cannot and will not change. That is a principle. What's done in the dark will come to the light, and what's covered up will be uncovered, and what is hidden will be made known. Do you know 
that your enemies, whether they be political or otherwise, will never, ever, 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 ever be able to hold anything over your head if you admit it. Like Johnny Cochran said of O.J. Simpson and, and the glove, though <laughs> to this day I know O.J. killed that man, that woman. O.J. did it. They, they, they can't, can't, can't prove he did it, but I, I just believe he did it. But anyway, I digress. But like Johnny Cochran said, if it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Same with us. But with a little bit of different twist. If we admit it, they will quit it. I said again, if we admit it, they will quit it. People can't keep accusing you of things you've already admitted to, you've already owned up to. Admission takes away their ammunition. Remember this. Admission takes away their ammunition. People are more, how can I say this? People are more apt to forgive a self-revealed lie, sin, mistake, or, you know, like some of us say, I got a situation, or, <laughs> or, or a situation that later gets revealed. And as for the press, once the bleeding stops, the leads stop. Back in the day when I was in journalism school, anybody can tell you who was in journalism school back in the day, one of the first things we learned in, in journalism school in, 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 in class was this, if it bleeds, it leads. But once the bleeding stops, the leads stopped, you would become old news. That was before Google, Twitter, and Facebook. Today, old news is no news Except when old news becomes new news because you don't deal with the news when it was new news before it became new old news. Even when someone drags it up on Google or posts about it later, it only bites you in the behind when you don't bite it first. Fess up at the time, not when time catches up with you. Now, does this mean spilling your guts? Not at all. But when confronted by and dogged by opponents and political enemies, don't let them hold anything over your head because if you do, it will hold you back. And this is one of Satan's tactics to hold us back and to stop us by petrifying us and stopping us dead in our tracks, keeping us from moving forward in the things we know God has given us to do. And he will use the very people, <laughs> dare I say sometimes even Christian people, even people close to you, sometimes even people on your team, even sometimes people you think are for you. He will make them use what they know about us to shut us down, shut our mouth. It's called the shame game. Don't play it. Don't even begin to play it. When I ran for office, my friend, my friends would tell you, a guy made it his business each time to, to blog something negative about me every day. I hid nothing from my people or my constituents. Huh, guess where he is today? Today, he's sitting in prison, serving three 10-year terms for abusing a boy. Know this, the very people, I want you to hear this, the very people who accuse you the most, more likely than not, 
are the very ones who themselves are most guilty of something. They may not have done what you did, but they did something. And guess what? You owe them nothing. I'm going to say this again. It says again, I'm going to say this again, for those way in the back, and especially for those with a propensity to stab you in the back, you owe them nothing. Nothing. But to the people you represent, you at least owe them the truth. The problem is, we say we trust God. In reality, we really don't. God and God alone holds our past, our present, and more importantly, our future. None of us have been or ever will be perfect. No public servant leader, I don't care how good they were, never was perfect. David, as much as God loved him, called him a man after his own heart, David wasn't perfect. Samson wasn't perfect. King Hezekiah, another king, as good of a king he was, he wasn't perfect. It's just that our imperfections as public people get magnified under the magnification of public scrutiny. All the more reason to be honest with yourself and honest with others. So when someone digs into your past to smear you and to inform others of just how bad of a person you are, don't dig in your heels. Once we do that, guess what? Once we do that, Our enemies have us where they want us. And we are stuck in a paralyzing place we don't want to be. People and the press count on the cover-up. And as Christians, we should do anything but oblige them. Why? Because our future is in God's hands, not theirs. The trouble is, We think that people hold all the cards. We give them too much credit. If that were true, no matter our title or position, we have given to them the winning hand. You don't owe the world a thing. Let me say it again. You don't owe the world a thing, but you do owe those who have placed their vote and confidence in you the truth. You owe them that. Be honest and be confident enough in the God that we say we serve. You say you serve. Be confident enough in God for the outcome. The one thing that prevents us from from fessing up is the one thing that God hates most, and that's pride. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say this again. The one thing that prevents us from Fasting up is the one thing that God hates most, and that's pride. Even false humility. You know what false humility is? False humility is pride. And, and, and once, because of pride, we lie to cover up, guess what God does? God removes his hand of protection, and we get swallowed up by the lie. Because God ain't going to cover no lie. He's not. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And there I say no darkness, there's no deception. And he's not covering up for it. This in reality is the cause, how can I put it? The lie, the pride, the, 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 the cover-up in reality is the cause of so many downfalls. 
not so much the act, but the act of covering it up. When an enemy confronts you in order to embarrass you, shame you, or harm your reputation by something you've done in the past, I want you to take note of these three short but effective responses, three short comebacks for them. I want you to write these down, especially we're coming into 2022. We're coming into midterm elections. And I guarantee you, you're going to run into this issue. You are. I'm here to help you out because I love you. <laughs> because God loves you. And this is, this, this, hey, he, this is what he wants me to do. So this is what we're going to do. I want you to write these down. I want you to write these comebacks down because you're guaranteed to run into them next year. In 2022, 2024, whenever you run for office again, or even while you're in office, people try to shame you, embarrass you, try to make you appear as though you're not the person that you say you are. Remember these short but effective responses and write them down, put them on an index card, remember them, memorize them, keep them in your pocket or your shoe. <laughs> Number one, like you, when you're accused, admit it. Yeah, I did it. I'm not proud about it. And had I been more mature in my thinking, my actions would have been totally different. And I'm sorry that it happened. I did my best to make it right at the time, and my conscience is clear. It hasn't happened since, nor with the Lord's help will it happen again. That's number one. The second short response, yeah, Given my thinking at the time, that sounds like something I would have probably said or done. But praise God, I've grown since then. Number three, this is Urban. Yes, but you need to hear my side of the story. Tell your side, be brief, and then be quiet. No long explanations necessary. Why? Because the longer you talk, the longer the rope gets to hang yourself. So these three, I'm going to repeat them again. Number one, yes, I did it. I'm not proud about it. And had I been more mature in my thinking, my actions would have been totally different. And I'm sorry it happened. I did my best to make it right at the time, and my conscience is clear. It hasn't happened since, nor with the Lord's help will it happen again. That's not who I am anymore. The second short response, yeah, given my thinking at the time and who I was then, it sounded like something I, like I would have probably said or done. But thank God I've grown since then. That's not who I am anymore. Number three, yeah, but you need to hear my side of the story. Then tell your side. Be brief and be quiet. No long explanations necessary. Why? Like I said before, the longer you talk, the longer the rope gets to hang yourself. And from these, let people make up their own mind. And as you have walked the walk and talked the talk, we lead out of who we are, not what we say or who we say we are. And if people have been observing you for any length of time, and if you've been in office for any length of time, or, or even serving, or just being who you are, serving in church, serving in Rotary, serving in different things, people know who you are. They do. 
They do. So from these, let people make up their own mind. They're going to think what they want anyway, but at least you have set the record straight and taken away your enemy's ammunition, and that is the goal. Being evasive or going on the offensive in our business, both of them are the kisses of death. And remember this, people in the end are more likely to forgive a confessed mistake than a covered up lie. People are more likely to forgive a confessed mistake than a covered up lie. They just will. In the story of David and Goliath, and I'm going to end with this. People most of the time focus on the manner in which David slew Goliath with a slingshot and a stone. We know that. But before David took on Goliath, he did two critical things. And these two critical things we should do too. The first thing David did was leave his baggage. Go back and, go back and read 1 Samuel 17, 22. Because people don't talk about this part. But the first thing David did was leave his baggage in the care of the baggage keeper. Secondly, he ran toward the battle line. In confronting the Goliath of accusation, we too must leave our baggage, i.e. past mistakes and forgiven sins. We too must leave our baggage in the care of the baggage keeper, Jesus. Secondly, run toward, not away from our accusers, trusting God like David did for the outcome. And like those watching David take on Goliath, your enemies and naysayers not only will be amazed, but they will shut their mouth. Thank you for listening. Governing God's Way is the practical application of kingdom principles to inspire transformative change within ourselves and within our spheres of influence is how Jesus did it, is how we strive to do it. Because good governance begins with self-governance because God always begins from within. Grab a copy of my book from Amazon.com, While We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness. The book every leader and aspiring leader should read to help you avoid sabotaging your own success. To learn more about SIPS Inc. and how you can support our work, please visit our website at cipsinc.org.